Welcome to the Boss in Heels podcast with your host, Lara Nassessian, the podcast that shares the mindset, habits, tools, and tactics of inspiring women. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Boss in Hills podcast. I am your host, Lara Nassessian, and it is usually my job to tease out the mindset, habits, routines, etc., of world class performers, of CEOs, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, etc. Today is going to be a solo episode, and I am going to be sharing a couple of strategies which I use to deal with some tougher periods in life. The reason why I wanted to record this particular episode is because I feel like it has been a difficult period for many people. We have just come out of the midst of COVID. Now we are facing challenges with the economy. And that coupled with all of the inevitable difficulties that come with just being a human being, you know, there's challenges in our lives, there's challenges in our relationships, there's challenges in the work that we do and unexpected difficult things happen no matter who you are. And I wanted to take some time today to share with you some of the strategies, some of the coping mechanisms that I use. And I'm not perfect. I certainly still have my moments, but I do feel like for the most part, I am pretty good at being grounded and remaining calm throughout the challenges that I get faced with throughout my life. So we're going to get stuck into all of that. But before we do, just a quick note, well, a couple of quick notes. The first one is that if you are enjoying this show and if you are enjoying this podcast, then please take a moment to subscribe, rate and review. Honestly, your reviews just are so mind-blowing sometimes. I'm so, so grateful. They really, really help the show. They really help the show in terms of ratings. They help the show in the way that the show can grow and reaching the right audiences. So to everyone who has already taken the time to do that, thank you so much. I see all of them and I appreciate you so much. And also take a screenshot of this episode, share it on your social media, share it with a friend, tag me on Instagram at Lara underscore Necessian underscore. I love to see your posts. So that's that. The second little update that I had for you, in case you missed it, in case you don't follow me on Instagram, I with my best friend, Anna, just launched a brand new show called LA World. LA World is Lara and Anna's world. And my, oh my, do we have some juicy stuff in store for you. This is basically Anna and my pursuit to world domination. And we are taking you along for the ride. We are taking you along for the highs, the lows, for the difficulties, We're being very raw, real and vulnerable and you can tune in and listen to how our friendship has cultivated so much goodness to come into both of our lives and really connect in with us on our journeys as well. So you can listen to LA World wherever you listen to this podcast and if you want a little bit more of a dose 
because if you're not not getting enough of me on this podcast and you want more, then LA World is where it's at. So I'm so excited. This has been in works for months and months and months. And there's just going to be so much going on within LA World and I'm just so ready for it. So make sure you check out the show and let us know what you think. Tag us on Instagram. We'd love to see it. Love to be able to share all of your beautiful posts. So now with those announcements all said and done, I did want to share some of the key strategies I use to deal with tougher periods in life. And whether these are difficult things, whether these are unexpected things, whether they are things that happen at a global scale, such as the pandemic or the economy, or things that happen on a more local scale, things that come up in your relationships, challenges within relationships, uh, you know, just the other day I got completely yelled at and abused by a perfect stranger. For what reason? I have no idea. And all I could bank it on was that it was their stuff and nothing to do with me. But these things happen, right? Like no matter how kind you are to others, no matter how much you try and do the right thing, no matter your integrity, no matter what your values are, there is an inevitability that difficult moments, difficult challenges, difficult interactions are going to come your way. And this is something that I've just accepted is part of life. Whether it is work or whether it is personal, there's going to be difficult things that come up. There's going to be other people's BS, which they project onto me. There's going to be other people's insecurity. I'm going to be a trigger for people. You know, there's all of these things. And so no matter who you are, you are going to have to deal with difficult moments in your life. And whilst we cannot necessarily control what happens to us, we can certainly control how we respond to it. And that is strategy number one, to focus on what you can control, to focus on what I can control. Some of the questions that I like to ask myself whenever I am faced with something difficult, whenever I'm faced with something challenging or something that really gets to me is I ask myself the question, how does this actually impact me? Is this something that actually has to do with me and my life or is this just someone else's projection onto me? What impact does this have on my day-to-day life? Maybe there's a little impact. Maybe there's a lot of impact. Maybe there's no impact at all. What does that look like? And then I like to ask myself, what is one thing that I can do today to either solve for this, to work on this? Is this thing within my control? Is it not within my control? What is something that I can do in response to this? And then is my reaction to this actually justified? Because I believe that there is a time and place to react. There is a time and place to tell someone how it is. There is a time and place to stand your ground. And then there's a time and place to just simply not even give something any airtime and just move right along. And like recently I got a little bit of hate on <laughs> on my social media because I posted clothing items which I thought were absolutely hideous 
and it, and then I got like a response to someone clear from someone clearly I triggered this individual who said that they were hugely disappointed in me because this felt very um I can't even remember the word that they use this is how much it's gone from my memory because I just don't like to hold space for this stuff in my mind but something about it being um like not clicky but very um like a bit too exclusive or some something along those lines. And at first I was like, oh, like, is this thing something wrong? And then I thought about it and I was like, this actually has nothing to do with me and this has everything to do with that person and that person's own stuff, that person's own insecurities. Because I was not talking about anyone. I was talking about clothing items, which – I'm not a fan of. And that's my opinion. And if my opinion is going to offend somebody else, then that's their problem. It's not my problem. I really try and do everything in line with who I am, being true to who I am with a high degree of integrity and a high degree of social and emotional awareness. But even then, even still, you're always going to say something, you're always going to do something that's going to offend someone else. And this applies to any situation in life, any situation in the workplace. You can say one thing and someone completely takes it out of context and attacks you as a result of it. Like this very thing has happened to me. In fact, these kinds of things happen to me all the time. And I've learned to differentiate differentiate between what is mine and what is not mine. And a lot of the time, these kinds of reactions are not even my stuff. So therefore, is it justified that I react in a really big way that I jump up and down? Maybe some cases may call for that kind of behavior, but a lot of the time, it's not justified. A lot of the time, it's not my stuff. And therefore, if it's not my stuff, why should I get worked up about it? Why should I lose sleep about it? My reaction needs to be justified based on the particular event and the impact that it actually has on my life. So, these are just really good questions to get into the habit of asking ourselves rather than just like letting one negative comment or one negative interaction ruin your entire day or maybe even your entire week or your entire month. Ask yourself some questions like how much of this is mine and how much of this is a projection of someone else's insecurity and how much of this has been just me triggering someone because it's bringing up something which they haven't necessarily owned within themselves. The other thing is like, you know, when it comes to global, a global scale, something like the economy, something like COVID, you know, what are you going to do about it? We can't control these things that happen, but we can control what we do with it. We can control how we respond to it. We can control how we use our time, how we choose to respond and react. Do we decide to use this as an opportunity to build, an opportunity to create, an opportunity to make an impact, an opportunity to double down? Or do we use this as an opportunity to complain and moan and whinge and binge and do all of the rest of it? So COVID happened to everybody, 
But how we choose to respond to it, I mean, you see some people that have come out of COVID and created incredible businesses and use this as a golden opportunity to double down on their businesses. And then on the flip side, you see other people that their health went downhill. They, you know, didn't really, and I'm not saying that this is, you know, everyone, again, everyone's got their own coping mechanisms and I'm not having a go at anyone here. I'm just saying that people respond to things differently. And I get that everyone's circumstances are different, but I'm just speaking generally from my experience, the way that I choose to lean into these things is to focus on what part of it I can control. So during COVID, I stopped and I asked myself, what do I want to come out of COVID having done? What do I want to what do I want to double down on? Who do I want to be? What do I want to look back at this unbelievably rare period in our lives on and say that I did or say that I created? So I used COVID as an opportunity to launch my podcast, to reach out to podcast guests, which I normally wouldn't have been able to get access to because I was at home and they were all at home and they had more time and I had more time. So I used it as an opportunity to build momentum with my podcast, to double down on my business, to focus on things like my career and my finances. I also use it as an opportunity to find joy and pleasure in the small things and really appreciate the small things in my life, whether it was feeling more connected in nature, spending more time outdoors when I could go out for a walk or go boxing outside or go swimming in the ocean or enjoying my coffee out in the sunshine or spending more time in solitude and learning to really love my own company to deepening existing relationships, spending quality time, even if it wasn't people that I could see in person, but spending time connecting with others on a deeper level or cultivating new relationships or friendships. So the result of all of this is that we cannot control what happens to us, but we can control how we respond. And it is absolutely our responsibility and nobody else's to choose how we're going to respond. That part is on you. That part is not anyone else's responsibility, but yours. And the ironic part to all of this is that I learned that the more responsibility that I started to take in my life, in my decisions, in my interactions, the more I could control. Think about it this way, right? Like if you're blaming anyone and everything else, if you're blaming the economy, if you're blaming your neighbor, if you're blaming that person in your life that's caused you all of this anguish and your pain for all of these negative consequences in your life, you are disempowering yourself because you are not in a position to be able to change anything. Whereas if you look at that situation and you get really real with yourself and you ask yourself, what have I done in this? What part of this 
have I played? Which part of this can I take responsibility for? And maybe there's nothing you could have done. Maybe you are completely innocent in this situation and there's nothing you could have done. Maybe there's like 10% of something that you could own. Maybe there's 50% of something that you could own. Maybe there's 90% of a situation that you could own. Maybe there's 100% of a situation that you could own. So what percentage of this am I actually responsible for? This is such a powerful question. And I feel like because I've started to really lean into this a lot more and really ask myself the question of, responsibility and taking radical responsibility, it means that I'm so much more in control than I ever was previously. Because when I was blaming anyone and everything else in the economy and this and that and the next, I don't have responsibility to change. Whereas when I'm taking full responsibility, it means I have the power to change it. And It's difficult sometimes to want to take the responsibility, but it's so worth it because everything's better and it means you can change and you can adapt and you can pivot and you can do things that you previously would have just blamed everyone else for. And there is a time and place that you may not be responsible for something, but I guarantee you that if you start putting this lens on your interactions and experiences with people, There's going to be more things you can control than you realize. You can control how you spend your time. You can control who you decide to engage with. You can decide how much time you want to give to certain things. You can decide how you want to react to certain things. You can control, you know, things like how you want to spend your money, how you want to, I don't know, show up for something, how much time you want to consume something like there's so much you can control if you actually get really real with yourself in that. So that is strategy number one. Strategy number two is that I have been actively practicing stoicism. Now, if you don't know what stoicism is, Ryan Holiday is going to be someone whose books I I highly recommend if it is something that you are wanting to understand further. So stoicism is basically, as Ryan Holiday describes, a vibrant, action-oriented and paradigm-shifting way of living, which has become shorthand for emotionless. (laughs) Now, let me just give me a second here to explain. So given the fact that the mere mention of philosophy makes most nervous or bored, stoic philosophy on the surface sounds like the last thing anyone would want to learn about, let alone urgently need in the course of daily life. However, as described in ancient philosophy, stoicism is the highest point to which man can or woman can attain by the mere use of his faculty of reason. So basically, it's the active pursuit of self-mastery, perseverance and wisdom. And it's also the manner in which you can take full radical responsibility for your life and be calm amongst difficulties in life. And this is all, um, so it's all based on an ancient philosophy, um, practiced by the rich and, uh, powerful and people who, 
realized that there was merit in remaining calm. There was merit in rising above, <laughs> rising from the ashes and practicing this way of thinking and way of being in day to day. So if you haven't heard of Stoicism, a really good book, which I have read by Ryan Holiday is This Daily Stoic. And basically there are 366 meditations of wisdom, uh, perseverance and the art of living. And so it's sort of like a page a day type book. So even if you're reading another book, you can literally read a page in like two, two, three minutes a day. And it goes through all of these key principles of stoicism and ways that you can practice stoicism in your day-to-day life. And like I said, the main sort of underlying principle of all of this in the way that I interpret it is how to prime yourself to remain calm amongst the storm. And again, another recent example, I'm just talking about COVID only because it's so fresh still you know, everyone fighting over toilet paper in the supermarket, like that is the antithesis of stoicism. You choose not to buy into that drama. You choose not to buy into that hype or that like manic behavior. You take more of a calm, measured and rationalized approach to things. And the way that you do it is you train yourself to do difficult things so that when difficult things arise in your life, you're primed for them. And it's no longer this shocking thing that you just don't have the capacity or capability to deal with. And the way that I like to practice stoicism on a day-to-day basis is to start my day with something hard every day. And again, if you follow me on Instagram, you might see that sometimes I might post like something at the gym and I might make a little comment about, I like to start my day with something hard. And there's a reason for that. It's because when you intentionally go out of your way to do something hard, then you are actively seeking it. And when you actively seek it, it means that if you're able to overcome that thing, if you're able to overcome that difficult workout or that difficult moment, then chances are that you're going to build a certain level of resilience that will enable you to better handle and better deal with more difficult things and another difficult thing and another difficult thing. Taking a freezing cold shower in the morning is another example of a hard thing. It's not easy to do that. It's not easy to get into a cold plunge or jump into the ocean or take a freezing cold shower. But when I do that, I realize it's all in the mind. It's a mind over matter thing. And then when I actively do that and I actively pursue it, then I feel so good and I feel so primed to deal with anything else that gets thrown my way. And it just builds that resilience within yourself. And so this is something that I've been actively thinking about and actively practicing. And so I guess the challenge is what can you do every day that's a little bit hard, whether it's a workout, whether it's taking a one minute freezing cold shower at the end of your shower, whether it is, you know, putting yourself out of your comfort zone and doing something new. What is something that you can do every day to build that resilience within yourself so that when 
unexpected things do come up or when difficult things do come up in your life, you have a competitive advantage and you're no longer going to be that person fighting people over rolls of toilet paper. You choose not to even buy into that. You choose to take a much more calm approach and that is a huge, huge competitive advantage in business and in life. If you can remain calm, if you can be like that flight attendant or that pilot who is so calm and so composed, irrespective of the crazy turbulence on the flight, if you can be that person in business and in life, that is a massive competitive advantage. And that's leadership as well. People naturally gravitate and look to you. They're going to look to how you're going to react. And if you're reacting proportionately or acting, reacting very calmly and in a very measured way, that's an advantage in life. So something to think about. And the Daily Stoic is a great place to start. The third strategy that I wanted to share is to analyze my thought patterns. So whenever I'm faced with an unpleasant interaction, an unpleasant exchange, whether it's someone cutting ahead of me in a coffee line or, (coughs) excuse me, whether it is someone cutting me off in traffic or like I said the other day, a perfect stranger started like getting really abusive and yelling at me and I was like, whoa, like what was that even for? I still to this day have no idea and my husband was with me and he was like, what was that? (laughs) And just boiled it down to someone had something going on and it had nothing to do with me. And sometimes you can be a trigger for someone without even having done anything. And really analyzing like how much airtime am I going to give this thing? That person that just irrationally yelled at me for no reason, I could have let that ruminate for days or weeks or months. And to be honest, it did get to me because it was so aggressive and so abusive and made me feel quite uncomfortable. And then I was like really like analyzing what could I have possibly done and the honest answer was nothing. If there was something, I would have found it, but there was honestly nothing I sometimes people are just dealing with their own stuff and it has nothing to do with you. So I could literally let that destroy my spirit and I could have let that destroy my whole week and I could have been thinking about it, you know, a week or a month or a year from now. I could have still let it bother me. And I was like, nope, not going to let it get to me. Clearly not my thing. It's their thing and leave it at that. So one of the questions I like to ask myself is how much airtime am I going to give this situation? And I had to actively practice it in this situation of getting verbally abused by a perfect stranger. How much airtime am I going to give this? How much airtime do I want to give this? 
do I want to ruminate on this for the next week or should I just give myself five minutes to like really unpack this? Should I give myself 20 minutes? I gave myself about 20 minutes because I was a little bit taken back and I really had to think about like, was there something I had done? And when I realized that there wasn't and I realized that it wasn't my stuff, I was like, okay, that's it. That's all you get. That is all the time you get in my mind. So you can go now. (laughs) And I just choose to deal with it that way. Because if we become an observer of our thoughts, as opposed to letting our thoughts rule us, then you can really deal and move with things much quicker. The other rule that I like to practice, you may have heard me talk about this before on the show, is the five by five rule. And that is, if something's not going to matter in five years time, don't spend more than five minutes worrying about it. So give yourself time, give yourself a moment, give yourself whether it's five minutes or you determine how much time you want to give it and then move right along. If it's not something that is going to have any weight or any influence or any effect on you in five years time, move right along. And five by five rule is a really good reminder and a really tactical method that you can use in those moments. But I also like to analyze and assess like things like screen time and social media usage and news and all of these other things. Like how much time do I want to give to those things? How much time do I want to give to these external forces? How influenced do I want to be with the mainstream narrative? Or do I want to maybe be a little informed or enough informed and I get to decide how informed that is? And what I find is that when something's important enough, someone close to me will tell me or there's a way that I will find out about it rather than being consumed in this stuff like all day, every day. I like to focus on what I can do. I don't like to, you know, if I focused on trying to solve every single problem in the world, I'd never get anything done. So what I like to, how I like to do this is what can I do and what are my gifts and what is the impact that I can make and what are my unique talents and what can I focus on and where can I make a difference? And that's what I like to focus on as opposed to getting so overwhelmed by so many problems in the world that I don't end up doing anything about it because I just get completely overwhelmed and inundated by it. So I get to choose that and you get to choose that for yourself. There's nothing wrong with being informed, but then I feel like there's a point at which how much benefit is this going to be of you to be absolutely consumed by this day in, day out? If you're not going to actively do something about it, how much time are you going to give it? Would you rather take that attention, that time, that focus, those resources and put it into the area that you can actually make a difference and make a change? That's what I'm interested in. And that's what I constantly think about. So I really do analyze what I'm consuming. I analyze who I'm consuming and whether that means unfollowing certain people on social media because what they're posting just doesn't make me feel good or doesn't 
it's just not enjoyable for me or it's not benefiting me in some way, whether it is walking away from toxic interactions and exchanges, like whatever that may be, uh, there's a number of tactical things that I like to apply when it comes to analyzing my thoughts and analyzing where my attention's going and analyzing where my focus is and really reeling that back in. And this is something that I teach in boss routines as well is how to really control how you spend your time and how you control how you decide to focus on things in each day and each week, as opposed to being like everyone else's I don't know, falling into everyone else's thoughts, falling into everyone else's plan, falling into everyone else's priorities. How can you take radical responsibility? How can you sit in the CEO seat when it comes to your own life? And this is what I teach in Boss Routines. And we are in week six now, my students, and it's been really cool to just hear and see some of the transformations that these extraordinary women are having inside of the course. And we are going to probably relaunch again in early 2023. So you can drop your name on the wait list in the show notes. If you want to get into boss routines and set your 2023 up for success and take radical responsibility for your week and your time and your life, because when you do that, then, oh my God, like the kind of impact that you can make, the kinds of progress you can make, your productivity, your focus, everything shifts. So we teach all about focus and, and using elite habits and routines to plan properly and to be able to reclaim that power and control within your life. So they are the three key strategies that I have been using to deal with some tougher periods in life, whether they are things that happen at a personal or local scale or things that happen at a global scale. So number one is to focus on what you can control. Number two is to actively practice stoicism. And number three strategy is to analyze thought patterns and also apply these tactical strategies that you can apply in your day-to-day life and exchanges and interactions that can make a profound difference to the way that you feel, the way that you show up and the way that you choose to focus your energy. So there you have it. They are my three strategies to deal with tougher periods in life. If any of this resonated with you, if there's a particular takeaway or something which stood out for you, then I would love to hear from you. Take a screenshot of this episode, tag me on Instagram at Lara underscore Necessian underscore. I'll put my Instagram handle in the show notes. And I would love to be able to reshare your posts and what you have taken away from listening to this episode. What are you going to apply in your life? What is one interaction or one situation where you feel like you can apply one of these strategies to yield a better result? So love to hear from you. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Remember that if you are not done with me for the week, you can listen to LA World and so excited to be entering this new world, this new paradigm with Anna. What we have cultivated is pretty incredible. We are so excited to do all the things and to share all of the things. So we really invite you to come along this remarkable, bold, audacious journey with us. 
And I will be back next week with a brand new episode of the Boston Hills podcast. Take care, everybody, and bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Boston Hills podcast. Be sure to visit bossinheels.com for a ton of information, resources, and articles on all things career and personal development. And subscribe to this podcast for all future episodes.